This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. There's no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all resumed play, and BetOnline has the best odd lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. oh, oh, oh no! Oh, oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep phone! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. We are back after a two-month hiatus. Our last episode, I believe, came on April 26th. Uh, So here we are recording. Today is June 30th. Recording for July 1st, though. Before we get started, can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah! Hell yeah, brother! Those are my co-hosts, Eric Hawk and Jake Light, decided to show up for di- today's recording. It's a brand new podcast. I'm ready to go. I think uh, I think I'm back in the mix. I think I'm a full time guy now. So this is great. I need I needed this little two month hiatus, but we're all back together. It feels great. Yeah, if we would have recorded over the last two months and had nothing really to talk about, we would have ended up talking about the shame shit everyone else is talking about and just pretty much kind of been depressing so i'm kind of glad we didn't yeah and there's only so much you can do like of course we like to talk about like the old pacers days or old nba highlights but that stuff gets boring like i don't want to keep talking about you know the 0304 pacers on a loop or something like that so uh so yeah we haven't had any sports news in the in the world going on the last couple of months obviously a lot of other things going on but uh, today we're gonna focus on the sports because they're all coming back but first off uh, I want to talk about the Madden Football League oh yeah Hawk do you have any thoughts on that league <laughs> you want to give our listeners an update on that we kind of dove into it two months ago but uh, over the last couple months how have you been enjoying this Madden League that we're partaking in? I get a lot more texts. That's the only really thing I've taken away. I can't seem to be a real person. 
So I, I'm conceded I'm bottom of the barrel in the league until I beat somebody. I, I have no real sway, pull, or sting in this league. So I'm making the playoffs scraping by, and I'm enjoying all of the drama that is unfolding. That Fortunately, I haven't been caught up in too much of the drama, thank God. But, you know, there's always somebody cheating or, or trying to get an edge, it seems like. And, you know, to me, I love every second of it, and I know Chris does too. He's, he's the main instigator in all, behind all of it. Yeah, I live for the cheating. Uh, the cheating is the best part of the league. I could care less about the video game. We're, so we're all streaming the games on Twitch, and we're chatting in between. Um, and Jake's little brother, who takes this league way too seriously, more seriously than his brother does, which is saying a lot. Um, but he he cries a lot. He's fun to mess with. He's fun to pick on. Uh, in fact, even in the time since we recorded last, there was a moment where he snitched and uh, told his mommy on us for being mean to him uh and this this kid is 22 years old and he stitched to his mom like so. six six three 275 pounds so that was you know definitely the highlight of this league for me and then all the gates you got cheat gate cheat gate 2.0 snitch gate uh lurk gate uh, i mean the list goes on and on <laughs> I'm sitting by a fellow cheater right now who had both of his Super Bowl titles taken away from him, um, and maybe you can explain to the listeners why you lost both of your Super Bowl titles. I'll be honest with everybody. I mean, I'm a winner. Um, I mean, that's just what it is. Uh, I'm the most competitive person in the world. I will do anything to win. Um, Have I stretched the boundaries of what's fair in this league? Yes, I have. Have I overstepped my boundaries? No, I, I don't think so. I think uh, I think I've done some things that uh, that have been questionable. Uh, I've had my hand slapped. You can take away the Super Bowl titles. I'm the fucking best. Like that's that's what it comes down to. Um, I haven't lost a meaningful game that matters. Obviously, in the playoffs, uh, I'm I'm the best. I, I'm okay saying it. Um, the only thing I've done that's semi-questionable, uh, in my own eyes, um, I have played, you know, Madden obviously more than more than most of these guys. So I pretty much knew in the draft classes who the studs were going to be. I mean, you got to be an idiot. Oh my God, Chase Young is so good. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Okay, like, do you really need to like look at the just, draft class instead, instead of just beating around the bush? Just tell everybody what you did. I, he made a he made no, a sheet. Okay, this is what happened. I wrote down players that I knew I wanted because I knew that video game would value them more than other players. So, for instance, a guy I really wanted was Henry Ruggs. Okay, he's the first wide receiver drafted, so no shit, Madden's going to have him as as a great you know a great player but the fact that he's super fast i knew he would be like a 97 98 speed so i created a list of players i wanted to go after uh my downfall was in a moment of weakness i you know because connor doesn't my little brother doesn't know these guys like i do i actually do like draft stuff draft prep you know i love that i live for that in the real nfl world so i knew what guys were going to be super fast and my mistake was i gave my sheet to connor and I specifically said, like, if you're going to use my shit, I don't want you telling everybody that I got this sheet that I, f- that I know these guys are really good. I don't know if it was 24 hours, but I think the poor kid got some Hawaiian punch in him and immediately blabbed to his friends about it. And then automatically I was implicated. So that's the only questionable thing I've done. Uh, I feel really good. And like I said, I'm basically just the best at Madden. I play with the Browns. That's my team. Uh, we started out as a 77 overall. 
and uh, worked our way up. We're about a 92 now, two Super Bowl champions and uh, two championships, I should say. And I love uh, I love winning. So, Hawk, I think I beat you in the AFC Championship game once. Yep, you did, and that was that was a mentally crushing blow to realize I was that much worse than you in Madden. But at the same time, I don't care near as much to make a sheet, anything of that nature. I think yeah. where the issue comes in play is a sheet isn't really necessary when you have. 15 of the first round picks. I mean, you can kind of just, <laughs> do you really need a sheet if every other pick is your pick? I mean, that's kind of how it played out, you out. working the trade machine. So I don't know if a sheet was necessary, well, but at the same time, I, I agree you didn't do anything to warrant, uh, you know, losing the Super Bowl title, but at the same time, I stand behind the commissioner on this one. I, I think well, that championship should be divvied up amongst the, the other three teams that were in the championship well, that year. Here's what I'm saying, though, and uh, Chris has left this part out of the podcast. Chris got pissed one night. He lost. Um, he was not of super sound mind. We'll leave it at that. And he, like a big old crybaby, I'm done with this league. I'm going to give my, my commissioner duties over to douche. So I had to take over being commissioner, and then he just he had to have it back. So I don't know. Oh, here's what I do know: I have 15 first round picks every year because I trade for them. And people that you know, if you don't want to spend the time to get the first round picks, don't spend the time. But you can't complain when I get them because I have literally nothing to do at 10 o'clock at night except trade and make deals. And Leia May agrees with me. Chris's dog agrees with me. If you can't hear her, hear her, so that's just how it goes, and I feel good about it. I will say I noticed that NBA 2K20 is free on the PlayStation Store starting in July, I think. Oh, I'd be the worst. Just saying. We got to do it. It's free. We got to do it. I'm pretty sure it's a free download if you have PlayStation Live. Well, we're going to have to get that thrown around the Madden League. But I think uh, before we move on, big rivalry developing in the league um, besides Carter versus Morals. Uh, Hawk versus Epstein. <laughs> we need to talk about Epstein. Got to talk about Epstein. Uh, Epstein's new to the league. He's not very good at Madden. You played him. He whooped your ass. I what? wouldn't say whooped my ass. I think uh, I ended up losing by around 20 points, give or take a few. And Tua had seven picks and two fumbles. It was the worst performance I've ever seen. It was the most crumbling of all time. I just everyone on that defense started to get a red X, and then I just got in my head. And then when that happens, I just no one seems to be open. And then I tried running it a little, and then you know how Madden works. Of course, I fumbled twice. So nine turnovers isn't going to win you any real NFL games, and it's definitely not going to win you any Madden games. I don't care who you're playing against. So uh, the revenge tour has started. It looks like we're going to be playing each other in the playoffs. So. Uh, I think I'm going to put the haters to rest once and for all. I've been scheming on a game plan. I I do feel like it's semi-important since we do have a loyal listening fan base that we, you know, describe how Tyler Kuhn got the nickname Epstein. Just, you know, you know, with the world we're living in today, I want to make sure this is very clear. Uh, Tyler Kuhn is a great kid. Um, He's uh, one of the babies. We have a group of younger kids kids that are like our younger brothers now they're like 22 we still call them the babies so tyler's been hanging out with them and he's a sweet kid don't tell him this he's a really good guy um but uh, i wouldn't want him to get a big head but uh he plays video games 24 7 i thought he was going to come into this mad league and just whoop everyone's ass and uh he's just terrible so uh, a couple weekends ago apparently tyler was on uh, a jet ski um and from a distance he was checking out some chicks 
He sees these chicks. I mean, we're talking way far out there and hundreds and hundreds of yards, according to Cole. But apparently they had the blonde hair and they, you know, they look like they were good looking. So Tyler pulls a jet ski up and lo and behold, they're 12 years old. So yeah, it, it was tough. That's how he got the Epstein. He obviously did not act and his friends made fun of him immediately. It was a, it was more than a 50 yard fake out. It was like a 300 yard fake out. And uh, that's how he got the name Epstein. So please uh, don't cancel us. I know cancel culture is super popular right now, but uh, that's kind of the story behind the Epstein nickname. Yeah, and my coach's name is uh, Fred Bundy. Ted Bundy's one of his uh, younger cousins from uh, you know a distant relative. So yeah. I'm working to change the name Bundy for the better. Yeah, well, I my coach's name is Breck Berkeley, um, a very large African-American male that uh, went to Rutgers. Um, he's a stud. So, and I know Chris loves his character's name. Uh, go ahead and describe for the loyal listeners, Chris. I know you did two months ago, but let's just one more time do it. It was two months ago. Juan Blanco, baby. <laughs> yeah, so you... I, am, I am getting the most awkward camera angles of Chris right now. We usually don't turn the the camera on, and kick, Chris is just laying in bed on his belly, kicking his feet. <laughs> I forgot. Him. I forgot that you. Could, I forgot that you could <laughs> see me. I forgot it's, that you could see me. Super awkward because I'm also laying at the foot of the bed. Chris has got his shirt off, his dogs wallowing on me, and it's just uh, this is what you do for the love of the podcast. That you gotta, you just gotta grin and bear it. Yeah, you really do. All right, so let's get on to more pressing matters besides a fake Madden Football League. Um, NBA announced over the last couple weeks they will be coming back at the end of July. Um, So just to give you a breakdown here of how things are going to work, I'm going to go over the schedule with you guys. Training camp starts July 9th. Um, So over the next week or so, teams are going to be traveling down there in packs. Um, It's going to last through July 29th. NBA rosters are expanded to 17 players for the restart, but the key is you have to stay in the bubble. If you leave the bubble or test positive for the coronavirus, you must be quarantined for at least 10 days. Between July 30th and August 14th, which July 30th will be that first day of games, those are the seeding games. So the 22 teams that are going there are going to play eight regular season games. Um, we'll get into those teams and uh, the pl- the uh, playing games and things like that here in just a second, but I'll go over the rest of the schedule. August 17th, first day of playoffs. Uh, 25th is the NBA Draft Lottery. Um, and then you got the conference semifinals, conference finals, NBA finals, lasting all the way to what could be October 13th. Uh, NBA Draft is on the 16th of October, and then free agency starts two days after that. Um, but the kicker is next season they're planning on wanting to start that on December 1st. So I know I just threw a lot of dates at you, a lot of numbers, but it looks like pretty much the whole gist of this is starting at the end of July, we're pretty much going to get basketball for you know the next forever, it feels like. It's going to be on forever. We're going to have free agency and draft, we're going to playoffs, and then the season is going to start like a month later. So that's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't mention, I think, maybe you just left it out, but the games will be played in Walt Disney of one of three courts. That's the only other note I had written down from uh, just whatever schedule release and stuff was was talked about. Yeah, and so uh, they'll be playing those games staggered throughout the day. I know the Pacers will talk about their schedule here a little in a little bit. Uh, some games will be, I think, earlier in the day. 4 o'clock is a popular start time, 8 o'clock. 
Uh, they'll have games on TNT and ESPN and, and things like that. I also believe the FS Indiana crew may be, I don't know if they'll be going down there, but they might be doing uh, play-by-play from a remote site. Um, but pretty much the cool thing here is, so you got nine teams that are coming from the east. Uh, you got the one through eight seedings uh, plus the Wizards, who are the ninth seed going in. Um, and then you got 13 teams from the West, Lakers all the way to the Grizzlies at number eight. And then they're bringing in the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns. So the interesting thing here uh, is, so after these eight games are played, uh, there could be a play-in tournament for the number eight seed. If the team with the num- the eighth best record in its conference is more than four games ahead of the team with the ninth best record, they will have a play-in, or there won't be a play-in game. If the team with the 8th best record is 4 games or fewer ahead of the team with the ninth best record, there is a play-in game. So an interesting little tidbit there. What are you most interested in seeing in those 8 regular season games and the possibility uh, of there being a play-in game for that number 8 seed once it's all said and done? Yeah, just... Seeing the NBA back is what I'm most excited for. You know, like we didn't really know if we were going to get this. We're still not 100%. But I remember when we first talked about the possibility of canceling games, we thought it was such a, you know, long shot, probably won't happen. And here we are, however many months later. So just that, seeing the the young guys back on the court, specifically, you know, John, Zion, they had to get them in. And they're giving them a chance to make the playoffs. So, I mean, that's something interesting. That'll help boost their ratings, and that's what they need the most to try to make some money back. So I have no problem with them doing that. And specifically, you know, the Pacers, they got, you know, some pretty fun teams on their schedule they have to play. And I think it's anybody's race, really. I mean, you're still going to have your favorites, but I think these games are going to be a lot tighter and and closer than some people will suspect. And I think we'll actually get some upsets this year just because of rust and things. So... I think overall it'll be exciting. There won't be the crowd atmosphere. I don't know if they're pumping in sound or not. I kind of hope they don't, and maybe if it's boring, maybe they do that in the playoffs maybe or something. But, yeah, I'm just excited for it to come back. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. Um, I I think some of the things I want to – you know, you hit on a lot of the most basic and obvious. Chris's dog is hyperventilating beside me. It's very it's intoxicating. But I think I just want to see how some of these guys respond to shooting in. Obviously, a uh, it's it's obviously not going to be an NBA arena. Uh, they can't replicate it. So, are shooters going to have weird depth perception? Is it going to lock them in more because they say you know in NBA gyms it's tougher to shoot? Like. There are a lot of questions I think need to be answered, and I think Vegas is really going to capitalize on this because uh, you know people are going to vote, or people are going to spend a lot of money on the Bucks and, and the Lakers and the Clippers to win championships, and obviously they're going to make money anyway. It's Vegas, but like a team like the Rockets, who I I despise the Rockets. I always have despised the Rockets. I hate the way they play, but they got all these shooters. What if it's so much easier to shoot in this tiny little bubble that they shoot? 50% from three. Like what happens if some of these things, you know, come to fruition? And honestly, I, I'm interested to see what, what happens with the Pacers in a very, I mean, it's a very winnable East. We don't know who, who you know, officially that we're going to have everybody. We don't know who from other teams are going to sit out. But what I do know is the Pacers have some shooters that could really make some noise. Um, and I'm not really scared of any team big time in the East other than Milwaukee, but like Giannis, 
Like, w- what's going to happen? I mean, like, the Bucks are one one injury or, you know, one Giannis COVID positive test away from not being good. So it could be super interesting. I'm just ready for basketball. I don't really care. Um, I think I'm going to throw 10 bucks on the Pacers coming out of the East at plus 3,000 and just, you know, see where it takes me. You're gonna you're gonna have to throw her off that bed. I mean, she is just hyperventilating over here. I can smell the breath in my ear, dude. Um. Anyways, so Are you, you talking about your fiance like that? Yeah, <laughs> my fiance. Yeah. Uh, I got a side piece. Um. So, uh, what was I gonna say? I got completely thrown off. It there. was a little rough. I anyways, think. so you had mentioned their Pacers players all being back. The only one that was in question was Justin Holiday, who said today he is going to play. So all players are in for the Pacers going into this, so that's definitely a positive. Justin Holiday, um, obviously we could have would have completely understood if he decided to sit it out, but um, that really helps the Pacers on the court because he has been one of the best p- players for the Pacers. Uh, this season, especially off the bench. So very excited to see him back out there. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's going to get interesting here. Like you guys said, the the crowd atmosphere, especially in the playoffs, that plays a big role. Um, there's just there's no home court advantage this year. So in playoffs, that plays a big role in the series. Who wins? Uh, most of the time, as you know, numbers or seven-game series, uh, I don't know what the percentage is, but the home team often, you know, wins that it's pretty much a lock so uh it's going to be interesting to see playoff series you know go to the, go the distance and home court really not having an effect on the game um you know that's that's what i'm most excited for and these playing games i think will be interesting i think those will be highly rated games even though they're just playing for the number eight seed still they're playing with something on the line so i'm, I'm really hoping the standings shake out and we get a play-in game in both conferences uh, but i think that's something that probably the nba will use going forward is having a play-in game for that eight seed, um, which is something they've mentioned in the past. But I, I think that adds a really good aspect to the games uh, and it allowed them to bring, you know, some of these other teams that have a chance to make it. I mean, the Suns really have zero percent chance at all. Uh, but really, they're just trying to know, maybe get Lil- uh, Damian Lillard and, you know, Zion into the playoffs uh, at this point. So, Yeah, I think the dream scenario for the NBA is if somehow the play-in game in the West is Grizzlies, Pelicans, Jaw Zion and the winner of that will play LeBron in the first round. So that would be pretty cool to see and I would I would be all for that if that happened. But not having the Trailblazers in in that scenario is tough. So I mean the Pelicans are gonna have an uphill battle, I think for sure. And I just think looking at the schedule that I laid out, I mean, let's get a seven game NBA final series all the way to October thirteenth. NBA draft would then be on October sixteenth, and then two days later would be free agency. I mean, that's just I mean, that's a crazy couple months. Yeah, that's a beautiful setup. And then on the other side of that, you only have to wait like a month and a half for next season to start. So, uh, I mean, they've been off for you know four months at this point, and uh, I'm just I'm really excited for it to be back, like you guys. But that just is a dream scenario. There, a lot of basketball content going on in the latter half of the year. Um, but looking at the Pacers' schedule, and I'll start with you here, Coach Light. Um, I don't know if you have the schedule in front of you. Uh, go ahead. You can I pull have, it up. I have it on a link. Um, but it's, you know, obviously a decent competition here. Uh, always, you know, most of the time there's there's not really any back-to-backs here besides uh, the second and third game. 
Um, but usually there's there's at least one day in between games. They have the Sixers to start it off. Uh, then they play the Wizards, Magic, Suns, Lakers, Heat, Rockets, and then they finish up things uh, at the end of the year playing the Heat again. So they're battling for that number four seed with the Heat. They're two games behind the Heat right now. The Heat are at 41 and 24, uh, Pacers at 39 and 26. So those two games, big games on the schedule, um, and some pretty winnable games there. I think that Sixers game will be uh, a that Sixers game will decide if the Pacers finish on the other side of uh, on the good side of 500 uh, on these eight game uh, on this eight game slate. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I I do have the schedule in front, and I did look at it. Um, like I mentioned when I when we started talking about the the summer game, you, you know, it's not summer league games, obviously, but it's almost going to be a summer league atmosphere. The fans in the stands are not going to be there really, and it's going to be other NBA players there. Um, you know, and to be honest with you, I know we don't want to hit on this too hardcore, but it's going to be emotional for a lot of these players. I know a lot of them are talking about, you know, putting names on the back of their jerseys for Black Lives Matter. There's just going to be a lot of things, uh, a lot of, a lot of factors and variables. And, and I actually think the Pacers, if you look at our roster, we have a lot of guys who are very well spoken, very even keeled. Um, we don't have a lot of guys trying to go out and get spotlight for anything crazy. I, I really do think, I look at our schedule, and I'm kind of I'm kind of seeing five and three. I I, I kind of see five and three. I don't know. I, I'm not really scared of the 76ers. I think we actually match up semi well with them, especially. I think we could outshoot the 76ers. I mean, they they don't have very many good shooters. Um, the Wizards, I feel comfortable with beating the Magic, the Suns. You go on a little roll. You never know with the Lakers. Uh, again, I don't know if these teams are playing back to back. For them, if we're their second game on a back to back, they're not going to be fresh. Um, so I could see the 76ers, the Lakers, and one of the heat games or you know we could lose to the rockets i see five and three i feel pretty confident with it um i just don't think the pacers are going to be pushing because in all honesty hawk i guess i'll ask this question to you if we're the four seed it really doesn't matter there's no home court advantage uh we'd be playing the heat anyway problem is if we won that series we'd have to go play milwaukee I'm not sure it's the worst thing to slide to the six seed. We, I mean, that's what I've said. I, I, I just if we slide to the six seed, I'm not sure who we would play. Obviously, they'd be better than the Heat. I, I'm guessing maybe who would it be? Right now, the number three seed is, is the Celtics. Okay, so we play the Celtics, but if we get past the Celtics, all of a sudden, you know, we have a chance to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like it's easier to be the six seed, I think. I'm just tired of oh yeah, let's win all the games. Fine, let's get to the four seed. Don't care. But I want to win a championship, and I think this might be the best chance we have to win a championship for the foreseeable future. Just because there's so many question marks. What do you think, Hawk? Yeah, I think definitely. I mean, just look, we've had the four or five matchup the last two years. We've drawn LeBron James and the Boston Celtics last year with Kyrie Irving, who we didn't win a single game somehow from. So, I think the six seed argument is real. It's there. At the same time, you just don't know what's going to happen. I mean, the Sixers could just come out and be completely healthy and fresh and dominate us that first game. I mean, that could happen. I don't think that's going to happen, but, you know, hopefully 5-3 and three is best scenario, I think, especially with Lakers, Rockets, Sixers, I mean, and the Heat. Those are all really good teams. So 5-3, and three, we beat a couple of those teams. And, you know, we still had a lot of injuries going into before cancellation. I know that was long ago, but Brogdon – 
Old Depot was working back slowly. I think he might have had a setback at one point. So we're going to have all these guys trying to mesh again, you know. So who knows what our chemistry is going to be like. But I, I think five and three is best scenario, like you said. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. I think five and three, four and four is realistic. And I made that point a couple months ago. Six seed doesn't look as bad for the Pacers. There's no incentive for home court. And, of course, I think in a first-round series, I think I'd rather play the Heat, but uh, rather play the Heat than the Celtics, but you got to look long-term ahead in that, and at some point you're going to have to beat one of these teams. So you might as well play the Celtics out the gate. Uh, give yourself, you know, I think in that next round it would be against Toronto, would be the likely person you'd play, or likely team you would play in that next round, um, and that would give you the best chance at a path towards the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and I think if the Pacers get the Bucks in the second round, I mean, it's going to be tough. Um, I don't see Giannis losing in the second round of the playoffs. Um, if he, if you're going to take him out, it's got to be in the conference finals, I think. I don't, I don't think he, I just don't see him losing, you know, early on in the playoffs, especially with the, the chemistry that team has. And so I completely agree. I, it, I would love to see the Pacers win as many games as possible, but I'm also not going to cry if they lose and drop to the sixth seed. So, um, Pretty much, that's just kind of my thoughts there. But uh, going on here into this next little part, um, we're talking about those playing games, that number eight seed. I kind of want to look at the West and the East. Um, So right now in the West, the Mavericks, they haven't clinched a playoff uh, spot yet, but they really have. They're 40 and 27. They're going to make the playoffs. Right now they're they're number seven seed. Uh, number eight, you have the Grizzlies. Number nine, you have the Blazers, followed by the Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns. The Suns, really, like I said earlier, have no chance. They're six games behind the Grizzlies, so they would need a miracle to happen. I really don't think the Spurs have a chance, so it's got to be one of those four teams between the Grizzlies, Blazers, Pelicans, and Kings. I don't have confidence in the Sacramento Kings, so um, what do you guys think about those that that number eight seed? Who do you think gets that seed in the in the West? Um, do you see the Grizzlies dropping out, or you see one of those bottom tier teams, you know, getting hot and passing, you know, passing them uh, for that eighth seed come playoff time? It all comes down to the schedule, I think, for those three teams. And if they play each other, any of those, you know, a couple of them do. That's going to separate them a little bit. I honestly think the Grizzlies will end up locking it up, even with a play-in game. I just think Morant's that dynamic. Jaron Jun- Jackson Jr. is that dynamic. I think. Those two will be enough, depending on... I don't even know, is is what's-his-name coming? Is Nurkic coming back for the Trailblazers at all, or is that timetable? I haven't heard heard anything of that. I would imagine he probably doesn't, but I don't know that. Yeah, so, I mean, that Blazers team, they they were kind of hovering all season in that spot, underperforming from what they did last year. So, I think it's the Grizzlies, and like I said earlier, I think the best scenario is Grizzlies-Pelicans matchup, just for ratings and hype and, you know, the rookies going at it with more star power. But that's just me personally because I'm a Zion guy, so I I think those three teams are the only teams with a shot there. And I would pick the Grizzlies, but I'm hoping for Grizzlies-Pelicans matchup. At least give me something. Yeah, I kind of to echo what Hawk said there. Um, I just it the four game play in game is kind of the Zion role, honestly. Um, if I mean, I don't know. I we don't know. Do we don't know officially what Pelicans have the coronavirus? The rumor was three players tested positive. 
Um, it obviously depends on what three players. And they're likely going to play anyway. And they're likely going to play anyway, but there's more a cloud of suspicion. Uh, with those guys, I, I just I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be the Pelicans in a one game playoff where one one game means everything. Uh, who on the Grizzlies is is gonna step up it, and be able to guard Zion and Brandon Ingram? Um, and really, Lonzo Ball is a very good defender who could match up with Morant. I think it's set up for a one game playoff, and I would take the Pelicans in that situation. But I want the Grizzlies to win. I'm a big Jaw fan. I think he's. Uh, off the charts, awesome. I think the NBA wins either way, but I think I actually think Jaw's a better player and has more potential to be a st- superstar and win oh, win games than Zion. I tr- but I've said that the whole time, and I know you guys are Zion guys. But I know, the- I'm not a Zion guy. Okay, well I <laughs> well I know okay I know Hawk is, and I know that you guys kind of poked at me when when Fat Boy got drafted number one overall, but. I think Ja Ja has the name. He's his name's Ja. I mean, he's got the cool one name that everyone loves. He's got that potential to dunk over you, shoot around you. He's hit big shots already. Like he's a point guard. He has a better chance to be an utter superstar than Zion in my eyes. I don't know. I, I'd be cool seeing either one. It's not. I'm not saying Zion's bad. He's clearly going to be a, a top 15 player in the NBA really quickly. I just think the NBA wants him there. Really, really bad, and I, I don't care who I see between those two. But I'd love to see the playing game. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. John jo Moran is absolutely dynamic and, and could be one of the best players in the league before we know it. So it's hard to argue with you. I know Zion is just more of you know efficient around the rim, rebounder, freak athlete, and Jaw can kind of just has that Kyrie in him, or he can finish crazy, pretty good shooter, and he's so I would say Jaw has more transferable skills, but they're both amazing players. And I will give my thoughts on that, but it'll be a couple a topic from now because it's going to get into uh, our gambling locks. So I won't give my thoughts on it quite yet. But anyways, moving on to the East, which is a little bit easier to to uh, figure out right now there's only three teams uh, that haven't clinched a playoff spot uh, number seven you got the Nets followed by the Magic and the Wizards uh, the Nets are 30 and 34 uh, and they're six games ahead of the Wizards who are the number nine, nine seed um, and so the Wizards really just kind of got thrown in here just because they didn't want the East to, you know, not have any type of action to clinch a playoff spot. So that's how I feel like the Wizards and the Suns both made it into this thing. But keynote here for the Wizards is John Wall isn't going to play. I know there was some speculation that he might come back, but it is confirmed he's not going to go to Orlando. Um, so, uh, And they also don't have uh, Bertans as well. He said that he's going to sit out. He's going into a free agent free agent contract he doesn't want to risk anything so uh the the main thing here though is the nets pretty much without Kyrie Irving he's already said he's not playing Durant was not going to play now you got DeAndre Jordan who's going to sit out followed by um uh Spencer Dinwiddie who is questionable so he's not sure if he's going to play there or not so I mean it's very unlikely that the Wizards make a comeback here and overthrow the Nets, being five and a half games uh, behind. Excuse me, overthrow the Magic or the Nets. Uh, they're five and a half games behind the Magic, six games behind the Nets. 
Um, so essentially, they'd pretty much have to win almost every game, and the Nets would have to lose pretty much every game. So what are you guys' thoughts on that? I imagine it won't be as much of a discussion because it probably is set in stone, but it's still interesting to think about you know those teams not having those key players in an eight-game uh, uh, eight-game schedule. Yeah, I mean, the East is pretty much boring significantly more boring than the West, especially with no one on Brooklyn playing. I mean, between Brooklyn, Orlando, and Washington, whoever gets that nine or eight seed, it's it's already set, really. I don't think Washington's got much of a chance, especially without Bertans, just because of what he could do shooting-wise. And like Jake was saying, he could have just popped off at like six threes a game in those gyms. Who knows? So I think that's a significant loss, and I think they're pretty much set in stone with the way that is. And I think to move up, you have to like average your other seat, like both seasons win loss, right? To to move up anywhere else. What, it's just overall record. Overall record, or I think it's overall record. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think we're gonna get much movement. I think it'll shake out. Who knows? We might fall to the six. Hopefully, but other than that, I, I don't know. Coach Light. Um. I, the more the more I think about the East, the more I just think. I, I, I don't think – I think the Wizards could do it, actually, um, because I don't think any of those teams are worth the flying shit. Can you uh, name the – right now, can you name the Wizards starting five? Because I probably could. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think I could. I I think, Bradley Beal. Here's the thing. I think – Thomas I, Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Um, Ish Smith. Yeah, Ish Smith. Oh, yeah, Ish Smith. Mo Smith. Wagner. Wagner did start towards the end. I think he started, but obviously he's not playing, so I, we'll leave him off. Here's yeah. here's what I here's what I here's what I want you guys to think about. Who who is the best player on those teams? Who's the best player left on the Magic, uh, the Wizards, and the Nets? It's by far and away Bradley Beal. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. all they have to do is get within four games. And then Bradley Beal just goes off. And they got, the they got no shot. They got no shot. Uh, why do you think no shot? <laughs> they got, uh, how do you say, Hachimura? Rui Hachimura is not terrible. They have him. Uh, He's not terrible. Like I, I mean, said, a bad all season with Bradley Beal being the best player on most of the court most nights, and he still couldn't get it done. Well, no, no, no. They were scoring like 140 games losing. So well, that, I, I don't think Washington's really got a realistic shot, really. I'm not. I, I just think that all three of those teams suck. I am not saying Washington's good. I'm saying one of those three teams is probably going to win four games. All right, I'll take you through here. I'm going to go through their schedule. Okay. Suns versus Wizards. Who win. You got? I'll That's take. Win. I'll I take the Wizards. Yeah. Oh, big game here. Game potential to pick up a game. Wizards versus Nets. I'll take the Wizards. I'll take again. the Wizards. Now we're two and zero. All of a sudden, Jake douche light sounds pretty smart. Next game, Pacers versus Wizards. I'm going to take the Pacers. I'll take Bias the Pacers. There. Pacers win. Two and two one. one. Next game, Sixers versus Whoa. Wizards. That's you a tough go one. I'm going Sixers. with a loss. Yep, two and two. Two and two. Uh, Wizards versus Pelicans. Now, see, that's an interesting one because the Pelicans suck at defense too, Hawk. We both know that, betting those over-unders. That over-under might be two, 290. Yeah, uh, two and three. Oh. Wizards versus Thunder. I'm going Thunder two and four. Oh, you guys are killing me right now. And might as well put it at two and five. They play the Bucks after that. 
I'm yeah, thinking well, three, and five, four. three and four. I'm thinking three and four. Maybe. I need to get them to four yeah, wins. To wrap things up, they play the Celtics. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, they're screwed. Well, they're two or three games. I, I think it's I think it's Orlando's to take. I bet Orlando's in already. So I think I think the Nets could easily oh, lose. Yeah, so Orlando's not in yet, but Orlando will probably make well, it. Yeah. I think if one team drops, it's going to be Brooklyn, and that's because they're missing all their players. So I think the Nets could easily go, you know, one and seven, but that would mean to um, to pick games up, the Wizards would have to win, and I just don't see them going, you know, six and two. I don't. That's not happening. No, definitely not. All right, I think we. I think that's enough Wizards talk. Yeah, it that is. was fun. It was way too much. Way too much. All right, I'm just saying it's not out of the realm of possibility when every team sucks. It's like if if there's a you know it's me. It's but it's a bunch of ugly guys out at the bar. There's me, you, and Cooker at the bar, Hawk. We're all three ugly oh, dudes. No. We're all three ugly dudes. There's a chance one of us gets lucky, right? Yeah. I'm just saying the Wizards most likely me because I'm not married. Okay, you're going to get me in trouble with the wife. I'm just saying, more than likely, one of us has a shot here, right? That's what I think yep. the Wizards are. They're the hottest of the ugliest. Done. Okay, I'm good. All right, now we're going on NBA. Kind of talk a little gambling here. We I wanted you all to give us your lock okay. of uh, you know just a futures bet, anything like that for the upcoming season. Um, I can go first um, just because I kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. But my favorite bet, my lock, is Pelicans plus 290 to make the playoffs. Uh, as we were talking earlier, I have them in the playoffs. Uh, I think they uh, take over the Grizzlies spot, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, first off, their schedule is super, super easy. Uh, they play the Jazz first game. Kind of a little bit of team friction there with the whole Rudy Gobert situation. Not really sure how that's going to play out. Bo and then yeah, Bojan also is out for the season, so that's also a big hit. He's a twenty point per game scorer there. Uh, next game they play the Clippers. That's a tough game, probably a loss. Um, then they have that game against the Grizzlies, which is a big game. If they win this game, it's a really. I mean, I think it's pretty much set in stone at that point. If they lose this game, they're screwed. Uh, and then they finish up against the Kings, Wizards, Spurs, Kings, and Magic. So very easy schedule there. The reason why. I, I like them over the Grizzlies is because the Grizzlies schedule is very difficult. Uh, Grizzlies have the Blazers, which is going to be a tough game. Uh, Spurs, Pelicans, as I just mentioned, they play each other. Then they play the Jazz, Thunder, Raptors, Celtics, and Bucks. So Grizzlies got a tough schedule, three and a half games ahead. I know they got a nice little cushion there. Uh, but if the Pelicans beat these teams that they should beat, um, especially towards the back end of that schedule, I mean, I I could easily see them, you know, making that push ahead um, of the Grizzlies. And then last but not least, the NBA, like you guys said, it's the Zion rule. They put this rule in here just to get him a chance to make the playoffs. They're going to do whatever they can to get him into that spot. Can you imagine the publicity, the amount of times we'll hear it on SportsCenter, LeBron James versus Zion Williamson in the first round of the NBA playoffs they would cream their pants. It would be a nonstop love fest from, you know, Fox Sports, ESPN. That's all they would talk about. They wouldn't even talk. We would get to the NBA Finals, and they would still be showing highlights of this series, even if it was a sweep. So that's my lock. Pelicans plus 290. 
Go lock it in. Put your bets in. That's what I got. I'm going to do – there's a couple Bucks ones I like. So it's either going to be Bucks Rockets plus 1,100 or Bucks Nuggets plus 1,900. Uh, the Lakers and the Clippers are the favorites to play the Bucks, but either one of those teams you get great odds and for 5 to 10 bucks. I mean, I, I think it's going to be the Bucks that come out of the East, so you really are just betting on Rockets or Nuggets for plus 1,100 or plus 1,900. I don't think that's bad odds for me. Okay. Um, I I like that, Hawk. I like the Rockets. I hate the Rockets in real life, but this is this COVID life is fake, so I, I, I do like where you're going there. There are a couple things that interest me. Um in terms of Rookie of the Year, Jaw is a heavy favorite, which he probably should be. But I think there is a path with how long we've been out that Zion actually wins Rookie of the Year if the Pelicans were to make the playoffs. You can currently get Zion at Rookie of the Year at plus 900, which is obviously uh, very solid. I'm not calling that a lock, but it's something I like. My lock would be the Pelicans like Chris. Um, but he clearly had that. So another one that I like at a heavier discount, uh, NBA most improved player, uh, Luka Doncic at plus 550. I like that a lot. Right now, the odds on favor is Bam Adebayo, who also is a, he's been a stud, and Brandon Ingram slightly ahead of him. But Luka, Luka has the name recognition, and he is by far the best out of those three guys. And I could just see a situation in which Luka comes out being the most improved player. And also, just an FYI, there was just a little update on FanDuel. You can get Miles Turner as the Defensive Player of the Year for plus 10,000. Oh my god. Just add it. <laughs> so, uh, also, I, I don't, one more thing, since we're talking futures, and I love these gambling things, I'll have a lot to say when we talk a little baseball, but you can get the Indiana Pacers, they're the first team after the big drop, most of these teams are plus 240, plus 260, drops down to plus 3,300, and then you got the Pacers as the first team at plus 10,000. To be the NBA champions, Hawk, you going to throw any money on that? Uh, I'm not going to, to be honest with you. But plus thirty three hundred to make the finals, I think I like. You know, because if they get there, who knows what happens? Right. Okay, I like it. All right. Well, uh, that's going to wrap that up our NBA talk. There, glad it's coming back. July thirtieth, uh, first day of NBA action. They'll be heading down there for training camp here over the next couple of weeks. Um, but that's going to wrap that up. We're going to get into some, some baseball talk, something that we don't really talk about much here on the podcast, but we'll get into that here. But first, we have a word from our friends at Manscaped. Ah, oh, shoot! it, Man, alive! Those are the screams I used to make when I would cut myself shaving before I knew about Manscaped. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Now, there was a time back in the day when, you know, shaving was a necessity and you would just, you know, let it grow. And, uh, but you knew that you really needed to shave. And it, it still continues to this day. Um, and I know a lot of guys out there, including myself as well, um, there were just times when you regretted doing it. The time that it took to do it, the pain afterwards, the bumps afterwards, it just stunk. Let's be honest with ourselves here. But... 
thanks to Manscaped, they've made things a hell of a lot more easy. Uh, so start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring an advanced skin safe technology so you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Uh, And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by a USB. You need to try this out for yourself. Um, I am 100% behind this product. Uh, It's been a great lifesaver for myself. Uh, And get 20% off now. Free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Once again, 20% off free shipping the code armchair at manscaped.com. And let's be honest, your balls will thank you. Uh, So right now, do it right now. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. Once again, your balls will thank you. All right, we are back. And now, a little talk here on baseball to finish up the podcast over the last couple of weeks, back and forth and back and forth, the Players Association and the owners in the MLB just crying to each other, trying to figure out something. We were wondering, is baseball ever going to come back? Well, they figured out a plan over the last week, confirmed it, put it down. Baseball is coming back. July 1st, training camp starts, and then opening day is coming July 23rd and 24th. Uh, the trade deadline's coming a month after, uh, so it's going to be on August 31st, um, and then the season's going to last until September 27th. So as far as I know, there's no major changes to the playoff format. They're keeping that in place, um, and the uh, DH is actually going to be coming to the National League this season, which is something that's been under discussion going forward. I don't think it's going to happen next year, but it's potentially going to be making that transition over the next couple years. Um, So they're going to play 60 games, uh, 60-game schedule from that time in July all the way through to the end of September. And like I said, uh, the the playoffs are going to stay. No changes to that. As far as I know, you may correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but the... On the 60-game schedule, majority of the season is going to be played against divisional opponents. I don't know the exact number, but it's a heavy portion of the schedule. It's going to be played against teams in your own division to limit travel, and then also teams in the same uh, geographical location uh, as as you. So, for example, the Cubs would go and play against the White Sox. Uh, the Yankees would go play against the Mets. They're not in the same division, but they're obviously very close. So... Uh, before we get into some of the bets and things like that that we want to talk about, what what, what are your thoughts on this schedule? Uh, baseball coming back, you know, a lot of our listeners probably don't watch much baseball, uh, but it is a sport. It's coming back. It's going to give us something to watch. So I think it's going to be a very hype season, uh, and it's going to be you know good ratings wise. Yeah, admittedly, I haven't watched much baseball the last couple of years. More in high school, I would watch it all the time, like in the evenings and stuff. But I think this is the year to get back into it. With 60 games, 
you know, each team will play their division opponent four times for the 40 games. So that's the part you were talking about. And then extra inning games this year to, you know, decreased game time will be runners will start on second base, which is also kind of exciting. And this is the first year relief pitchers have to face at least three batters. So they're trying to speed up the game a little bit. And I think this is the year to get exciting. I mean, all these over-under win totals are so low. I mean, there's good teams that are like 31 and a half and, you know, you got to win just barely over half your game. So there's some money to be made there too if you think your team's going to be good or no team. So I'm excited for it. I think it's the safest game to play amongst everything. Everyone's distant from each other. You know, just hopefully no one in the clubhouse gets it, but I don't know how they'll they'll work through all that. But there's definitely going to be some complications somewhere along the line, but – you know, this is the year to get excited for baseball. And it's going against some of the other heavy hitters and uh, the sporting world. So we'll see if the ratings do anything, you know. But I don't even know what channel these are going to be on or necessarily. But, you know, I'm excited and optimistic with these rules. I seem like they, they did a pretty good job of, of coming up with these rules. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, I, I love baseball. I'll probably watch it more um, than – just about I mean I watch it more than I watch basketball honestly like I'll watch the Pacers but I watch the Cubs 24-7 uh, I'll stream games on my laptop uh completely legal of course um so that's just kind of the way I go about it um I'm very pumped I I when Chris mentioned talking a little baseball um I dove right into the numbers. There are a lot of things I feel pretty strongly about in these number, you know, in in terms of the wins and losses. I'm going to be going pretty heavy, Hawk. I really am going to be going pretty heavy on some of these over unders, um, and I'm looking forward to talking through some of these, you know, for our listeners. Even if you don't watch baseball, I think some of these um, are locks, which is scary, but that's the way the cookie crumbles. So those over-under totals get into those uh the teams with the highest ones are the dodgers and the yankees so probably have some listeners that are dodgers or yankees fans set at 37 and a half so uh they're expecting them to what they would need to go 38 and 22 or something like that so expecting both those teams to be pretty good this season uh, a lot of our listeners from this regional area probably a lot of cubs cardinals and reds fans here in the nl central they're big nl central fans all those teams, their over-unders are set at 31.5. So we can talk about those a little bit if you guys want or just go over some of the other ones that you liked. Uh, but I figured I'd throw those ones out there just because a lot of people that are listening to the show probably are fans of those teams that I just mentioned. Yeah, I'll start. I have overs. I have the Cardinals and Cubbies. I think you can pick either one of them. I don't know what you just said for their, their totals. I got 31.5 a a is what I had. Thirty-one and a half. Is that what you have? Yeah, that's what I had. Okay, yeah. So I think one of those two teams will be over thirty-one and a half. I mean, they're going to play each other a bunch. Their other division opponents, where they got the Astros in there too, and then other than that, should be some pretty easy wins. So uh, those are one of those two. Whichever team you like, there I would pick. And then for me, I also put the Braves in my overs category at thirty-three. You know, they're a young, hot team. I don't know if they have the pitching, but that's kind of my. Uh, my reach bet. I know some people might like the unders more there with 33, but for me, I kind of like to go against what everyone else is doing. So that's what I would say. You got to win 34 games out of 60. I think that's possible if you're the Brave. Some of the and, oh, sorry, Jake. What overs did you pick? Um, I have. I do. I I feel better about my unders than my overs. 
Um, but in terms of just sheer overs, I really, I'll start at the top here. I actually like the Diamondbacks. Uh, 31 is what I'm getting them on Odd Shark. Um, they're just a team, it's a kind of a porous division outside of obviously the Dodgers. Um, I really like what the Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks have uh, Madison Bumgarner now, who's clearly on the decline in his career, but they have a very nice, well-rounded lineup, not an easy out. They have, they're very, they're, they have a good starting rotation, uh, and their bullpen was really solid at the end of last year. I really think the Diamondbacks, uh, over 31 is something I could get behind. I really like, and Hawk, you're going to like this, and I don't like this team at all, but I really like the White Sox at over 31 and a half. Um, they're playing in the Central. Um, the Central's completely wide open. The Indians are probably the, oh, I can tell you, they are the betting favorite. But they're only uh, plus a half game over the White Sox, according to Odd Shark. And the White Sox have a very solid rotation filled with veterans that have been there before. Um, Dallas Keuchel, uh, Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, uh, Gio Gonzalez. And they have a very young hitting core that I I really like as well. So I think I'm going to be over on the White Sox. Um, I'll give you one more over. uh, And... Actually, I want to give you two more overs, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, n- number one, I think Houston. Houston plays in the worst division in baseball. Uh, it doesn't matter that they, they're dirty, rotten, scoundrel cheaters. And uh, and maybe because I'm not a cheater, I don't recognize it as well. Uh, but but Houston yeah. plus 35, I really like them. Uh, solid. And they're going to be on base a lot because they're going to get hit a shit ton. So, like, on base percentage, out of the roof. Actually... Uh, and then the final one I feel very strongly about is the Phillies. They do play in a tough division, but they have a very nice, very nice roster, 31 and a half. I'm really liking those teams around 31, 31 and a half, 32, because I think that's a sweet spot. That's where you can bet on talent, and the Phillies are very talented. So those are my four overs I feel pretty, pretty solid about, Hawk. Notice I didn't say the Cubs because I can't bet on them because I get you know too emotionally drained watching them. Yeah, I'll just go right into the unders here. Uh, I have kind of the first two I have are the opposite of Jake's. As a White Sox fan, 31.5 seems like a lot. They win more games than they lose. That typically doesn't happen. They have young talent that I'm, I'm very much, you know, optimistic about for the future. But this year, they'd have to get off to a hot start, I think, to reach 32 games. I just don't see it. And I'm going to go Astros under, and I would not promote people to bet on this because, you know, they do have a bad division. They are a superior team, but they're not cheating. So I think them just not cheating is going to throw them off, and they're not going to be able to get in rhythm and be as dominant as they were. We'll see. You know, maybe their cheating wasn't as big of a factor as most people think. And then my last one, I'm going with the Tigers under of 21 and a half. You know, to get to 21 and a half, they'd have to win like 30 over like a third of their games i think so i i just don't see that i think last year they had one of the worst lineups scoring wise in mlb history so and they didn't do much to get any better and they do play some better competition there so i i will go under there as well those are my three unders okay uh first under i'm going to kind of do these from kind of the the good teams going down to the the shit bags uh i think washington nationals they're way too high at 34 um, they they were a bad team. They were a bad team in, in through the middle of the summer, 
then they caught fire obviously won a world series good for them um I just don't I just don't see them getting to 34. It's a tough division. You got the Phillies, uh, you got the Mets, uh, you know, you got the Braves. I mean, 34 wins. One of those teams is not going to be up to snuff. And I think the Braves are going to be up to snuff. I think the Mets will just be the Mets. They'll be okay and I and I've already told you I like the Phillies. So, I think Nationals under 34. I really like that. Uh, Texas Rangers under 29 and a half. Like, what the hell? That's a huge number for a team um, with poor starting pitching and not a very good lineup in a new ballpark that they've never played in. Uh, it's just that's, just, that's just a recipe for a disaster. So, I will definitely be going under 29 and a half on the Texas Rangers, who are not good. Uh, I, I don't like the Pirates. I think the Pirates at 25 and a half. Um, they're not going to be good at all. Did you just say the Rangers have a bad pitching staff? Look what they tweeted out five hours ago. A warning to the West with three of their pitchers. Uh, honestly, yeah, they have a terrible pitching staff. I mean, they got <laughs> Kluber, who was the terrible last year. He's been hurt. I mean, he's just god-awful. That's Lance Lynn. And they got Lance Lynn on the board. <laughs> and I don't even know who that lefty is. I think it's Mike Miner. So, yeah, I don't I don't think that that's a good rotation. And their, their lineup sucks. So yeah, I feel really great about it. The Pirates are also going to be terrible. Uh, Hawk astutely uh, pointed out that the Cardinals, the Reds, and the Cubs are all at around 31.5. Well, if they're all at 31.5, that 25.5 number from the Pirates is way too high because they're all going to beat the shit out of the Pirates. I guarantee you that. Lamey's looking me dead in the eyes. I, I'm petting her. It's not good. Um, and I think I'll leave it at that. Uh, I also kind of think the Indians might be a tad high at 32 just because I think the White Sox, uh, where Hawk and I differ, I think the White Sox are going to be solid. So that's kind of my picks. Red Sox aren't going to be good either, 31.5. I just think the unders are a lot more appealing than the overs. All right, so over-under talk there, World Series-wise. Who's your guys' World Series pick? Top five teams they have to win it. Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Braves, and the Minnesota Twins have the fifth best odds. Uh, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Reds, they're all in there at plus, you know, r- right around plus 2,600. So um, who do you guys like to win the World Series in a shortened season, 60 games, same playoff format? Uh, not a lot of people last year would have picked the Washington Nationals, so that's why baseball is always tough to tough to predict. Um, there's always seems like a team just comes out of nowhere uh, to win it all. So who do you guys have? Do you like these juggernaut teams, or do you think a surprise team comes around uh, to win it this year, especially with the shortened season? Um, give me the Rays at plus 2,800 just because they got a solid pitching staff, and if they can stay healthy, I, I don't know if they'll have the run support, but you know, it's a, it's a good odds just because pitching dominates. So that'll be my first one. Jake, you got a one. I'm trying to look at the other side here. Yeah, I, I'm getting the Rays at plus 1,700, so 2,800 would be phenomenal. Um, I think uh, for a dark horse team, I've already talked them up a little bit, but I really like the Phillies at plus 2,500, people. I like the Phillies at plus 2,500. Um, I'm aware they could be the team that really drops out of that group of the Braves and, and, and uh, Nationals, Mets, Phillies. But I really like the Phillies at plus 2,500. I think it's smart money. If I had to put my testicles on the line, uh, whip them out on the table, and I lose them if this team doesn't win it, I guess, I guess I would go with the Houston Astros. 
Um, I still think talent for talent, they're the best. They have a great pitching staff, uh, really good bullpen. I think I'd go with the Astros. Uh, Dodgers, odds-on favorite to win it, but it's because the rest of the NL is uh, you know, pretty weak compared to them. So You just feel like the Dodgers are due, man. I mean, yeah. They're so due, though, that they're not due. I mean, they've, what, lost two World Series in a row, always seem to be in it, and just can never squeak it out at the end. So, uh, I don't know. It's tough. I like uh, I like the Twins, plus 1,500. Give me the like Minnesota that. Twins. Why well, not? The outside for me, I'm going to go either. I'll just stick with the, the Mets. I'll just say they're going to play the Mets because I think you're going to get good odds there. I don't know. The Dodgers, they definitely are due. They're definitely the favorites, so you're not going to get as good a value. The Mets ended last year really hot, so who knows? Maybe they'll they'll continue that. I think they missed the postseason still, but give me the Mets. I don't like the pick. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our baseball discussion there. Is there uh, any more thoughts you guys have before we close this show, our first show in two months? two-month hiatus any things that you want to make sure we touch on or you want to let our listeners know before we close things out no i do i do have i i was you know i was i set you up there i really thought you're going to give a heartfelt message we missed you guys yada 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 one word response no i uh, i do have breaking news i don't think it's actually super breaking it says three hours ago uh, Toledo head coach Gus Duggerton has suffered a heart attack. Uh, if you know Coach Duggs, um, he's a fictional coach who I've been following because I have nothing going on in my life. Uh, Barcel Big Cat, uh, Dan Katz has been playing. He's taken this world by storm. At one point, uh, a couple weeks ago, he had like almost 200,000 people watching one freaking NCAA football 2014 game. Breaking news, Gus Duggerton, heart attack. Sounds like Coach Duggs is not going to die. He's okay, but he is going to take a vacation for a week. We don't know where he's going to be uh, coaching at now. Uh, it's very stressful. I did buy a t-shirt because I'm the you know the marketer's dream, but uh, keep Coach Duggs in your prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Everything going on, above all else, keep him in your prayers. All right, well, that's going to wrap up this episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. I'm sure you're going to hear a lot more from us over the next couple months with sports coming back. And if, you know, we see a hiccup in the road and, you know, things go sideways and sports don't happen, well, we'll probably take another two-month hiatus. So uh, this is our episode. Uh, Great to be back, guys, and we will see you soon. See you.